0: church, and greetings from Open Heaven Church in Loughborough. Uh, many of you know me. If not, my name is Ness, Ness Wilson, and I am the leader of Pioneer UK and also the team leader of Open Heaven Church in Loughborough. So my subject then for this morning is the Kingdom of God in the Holy Spirit. And I know that you're partway through a series on the kingdom of God. I know that you've looked at uh, what is the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of the king. I know you've looked at the community of the kingdom, passion for the kingdom. And I'm following on from all of that by talking about what it means to advance the kingdom in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I will be looking at how we live in the power of the spirit, which is essentially discipleship and what we do in the power of the Spirit, which is essentially mission. So being a kingdom advancer starts first with being a kingdom person, somebody who is living under the rule and the reign of Christ. And so how then do we live in the power of the Spirit in such a way that the kingdom of God is advanced and the kingdom of the enemy is retreated? Well, number one, we operate with a deep revelation that we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and placed into the kingdom of God. Colossians 13 says this, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. And in order to be a kingdom person, a kingdom advancer, we need to know, because we know, because we know, because we know with deep certainty and deep assurance that we are sons and daughters of the King of kings. We have all of the authority of heaven that is invested in us we have been placed into the kingdom of the son he loves and therefore as inhabitants of that kingdom citizens of that kingdom deeply rooted into that kingdom the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and helps our minds to get renewed helps patterns of thinking to get broken and for the Holy Spirit to bear much fruit and you know the fruit of the Spirit which I'll come on to is actually the weapons of our warfare as we advance the kingdom of God. So we need deep revelation that we have been brought out of darkness and into light. And then number two, we need to put the armor of the kingdom on. Well known passage Ephesians 6 10 to 18 says this finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full, notice, full armor of God, not part of it, put on the full armor of God so that Now, you know, we don't put on an armor when we're going on a picnic. We put on armor when we're going to battle. And many of you will already know that this description of the spiritual armor of the kingdom of God that we're told to put on, it's front facing. It's offensive armor. None of the armor listed is designed to protect our backs. And that's because kingdom people, kingdom advances, are always meant to be moving forward together as the church, the people of God, never turning our backs and fleeing. Matthew 11 verse 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men take hold of it equally forceful women take hold of it. So we put on our armor, knowing that we are rooted in the kingdom, we've been rescued from the dominion of darkness, placed into the kingdom of God, we put on our armor, and then part then of our fight is cultivating the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, starting at verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, big but, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. You know, the enemy will always try and lead us back to sin, to those parts of uh, that, that, uh, that passage in Genesis 5. Always try and lead us back to sin because essentially it disfigures us and dehumanizes us. And it reduces our power to be a kingdom advancer. And so the way to resist that enemy strategy is a classic enemy strategy. It's been used from the beginning of time. The way to resist that is to grow in the character of Christ that is within us. Our world, under the dominion of darkness as it is, is so full of hatred and of anger, of violence, impatience, inhumane ways of thinking of others, speaking of others and treating others. And often behind such things, there are spiritual forces at work seeking to rob and kill and destroy humanity. But as kingdom people, full of the Holy Spirit, cultivating the fruit of the Spirit, we can release that fruit into every situation that we find ourselves in. In situations of anger, we can bring peace. In situations of hatred, we can bring love. In situations of selfishness, we can bring kindness. And these aren't just nice words. These are actually weapons with which we fight. We have the ability to disarm the enemy and his tricks and his tactics by responding to the negative with the positive fruit of the spirit. I once heard somebody say that effective spiritual warfare is coming in the opposite spirit. So whenever you encounter a situation or an atmosphere in your workplace or uh, in the school gates, wherever it might be, encounter an atmosphere that clashes with the kingdom, Just think through okay, what's going on here, and how can I come in the opposite spirit? Fairly recently, I I heard of uh, one of our church congregation where there uh, was not a great atmosphere in her office, uh, lots of disconnection, lots of disharmony, and she knew that this was not of the kingdom of heaven. And so she thought through what could she do to bring the opposite spirit in and introduce something on a Friday lunchtime called Fun Fridays, which means every Friday lunchtime, everyone has to down tools, and then they deliberately and intentionally do something fun build community, deepen friendship, enjoy each other's company, and that, of course, has then began to change the whole atmosphere of the office. In fact, it's changed the atmosphere of the whole office to such an extent it's been noticed and recognized uh, by the the senior management. And uh, Kate, who's in our church, has ended up getting an award within her workplace. But that came out of noticing something that was not of the kingdom of heaven. Something that was clashing with God's agenda and then coming in the opposite spirit. What might you do in your environment that you find yourself in? And of course, as we live like this, as we come in the opposite spirit, we become thermostats that set the spiritual temperature rather than merely thermometers that reflect it. I remember a long time ago now being uh, in hall, it was one of the, the, the few times in my life of actually living, being surrounded by non-Christians. And without saying anything about the, uh, the, the TV that was being consumed by those that were on my floor, Um, I just prayed and uh, didn't didn't particularly take part in some of the viewing. And then I remember after a few months, uh, one of the guys on my floor in hall just saying, you know what, I don't really feel like I want to watch this program and that program and the other anymore because I just somehow just feel like I've lost my desire to watch it. And I just thought, that's really interesting. There's something about being full of the Spirit that we begin to change the spiritual atmosphere. So develop a hunger for righteousness, for holiness. Matthew 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And you know, this is true. What you feed will live, and what you starve will die. And so anything that's going on in your life that is is feeding the fruit of the Spirit, it will live. It will grow stronger. It will flourish. Equally, if there are things in your life that you know, do not please God, don't don't charge the atmosphere with heaven's agenda, then why don't you make a commitment to starve those things? Because what you feed will live and what you starve will die. And by the way, I find that certainly in terms of our discipleship and cultivating uh, the fruit of the Spirit, the character of Christ, accountability is essential. If we try and do things just in our own strength behind closed doors, most of the time we'll struggle. But when you open up and find someone you trust and are accountable, it really brings permanent, lasting change. So maybe think about what areas you want to be accountable on. I know one of the things that myself and uh, Rich, my husband, have done is write specific discipleship questions of areas that we want to get stronger in. And then have given those those to some trusted friends and said, you have permission to ask me questions on these areas because I am so committed to growing in Christ likeness. So operating in the power of the Spirit starts first with who we are and how we live, which I've said is discipleship. And then we go on to what do we do with this power that is within us? Our conduct comes out of our character. Well, we know, don't we, that Jesus came full of the Holy Spirit, it says in Luke 4 verse 1, to destroy the enemy and to advance God's kingdom. 1 John 3 verse 8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And then he has tasked us, hasn't he, with the Great Commission, Matthew 28, and he sent us out in the power of the Holy Spirit. John 20, 21 to 22, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you, says Jesus. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. We are fully equipped to do the job. We've got everything we need to advance the kingdom in the power of the Holy Spirit. We have got authority to make disciples of all nations. We have got authority to baptize people. We've got to teach them to obey everything that Christ has commanded us. And we've got authority to be witnesses Full of power, Acts one verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, what does that look like for us? Perhaps uh, there are times where we we might be able to share our faith in person. Perhaps right now we're limited to sharing our faith on social media. You know, I've really not been into social media very much. So I have a kind of a, a a mixed view on it. But for the sake of Maximizing the opportunity to share the gospel in this season where there's not much face to face contact. I can't be running in person alpha courses and all the things I normally love. I've gone onto Facebook and every week I'm sh- sharing what we're doing as church and just inviting people to join in. And I know of a number of people that are, are, are joining in with church. Because just simply I'm putting it on my social media feed, who wouldn't normally uh, be part of any church. So that's really exciting. So, who are you sharing with, even if it is uh, via our social media feeds? And when we're sharing our faith, let's make sure that we aren't just sharing. Um, you know, the, the, the outworkings of the gospel, but we're actually sharing the gospel. There is no kingdom without a king. Romans 10, 14, how then can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So let's make sure we are using the name of Jesus and then authority in demonstrating the power of his name. Matthew 16, 15 to 18 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Jesus has made it really clear. We have power in his name to heal the sick, to cast out the demonic, to break down strongholds, overcome all the power of the enemy. I'll never forget a a time again when I was in Hall and there was there had been a reputation in the Hall of Residence I was in, which was a 21 story tower block. It had a reputation of being a place where people committed suicide, just jumped off the top. And a whole lot of us were in a prayer meeting and there was a, a nudge that we got to go to the very top of towers. And we went to the very top of towers and there was somebody who was there um, who was considering jumping off. And we managed to talk them down and we managed to pray with them, explain the gospel uh, with them. But then we prayed a really powerful prayer. And we prayed and we we broke the stronghold and the spirit of suicide that, uh, that was in that uh, that had developed in that place, and we said, no more, never again will there be a suicide off the top of towers. And that was 29 years ago, and there has been no more suicide since. So remember the authority that we have. It's connected to the degree in which we can host the Holy Spirit. And we are those who are full of the Spirit and therefore can overcome all the schemes and strategies of the enemy and powerfully advance the kingdom. 1 John 4.4 says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So my friends at King's Church, walk tall. Know that the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world and be a kingdom advancer. God bless you all.